drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Twin Lions. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? Friday, Grifka's favorite day of the week. We are back in the building. Uh, We're here on Wednesday. We talked about uh, football being back. Well, kind of. It was preseason game one. The Lions played absolutely nobody. Everybody, especially Grifka, everybody uh, took the Grifka approach, let's put it that way, and freaked out, told me that uh, the season was over. They didn't have any depth. They couldn't compete. And I looked them all in the face and said, we didn't play one impact player. It was preseason game one. Calm down. Don't jump out the windows. We're back here. The teams in Houston are recording a little bit earlier in the week. But uh, we are looking forward to this game over the weekend. So preseason game two, hopefully we'll see some of those impact starters, at least for a little bit, even though we want to keep them healthy. Grifka, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Oh, man, TGIF. I mean, getting ready for the weekend, looking forward to this game on Saturday. Um, actually, I'm excited to watch this one. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be good. I'm glad they're down in Houston having those really, you know, uh, inner squads again with a lot of heat and, and against the – I like the Houston Texans as a football team, so I think that's going to be a good test for the, the boys. But uh, like I say, if, if you didn't hear a Wednesday show, go back, listen to our takes, but also – you got to go back and listen at the end. Conrad from Huntsville, Alabama called in. Roll Tide, baby. And uh, he had a, gave Grifka a piece of his mind, had some things to say, and Grifka gave it back to him. It's quite the epic moment on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Go back and check that out, no doubt about it. And here we are uh, talking Lions football. So what the heck's going on, Grifka, as we lead into uh, game two here? Yeah, uh, just a quick question for you. I was thinking about it um, after uh, we talked on Wednesday about the injuries that hit the team. You know, the Lions, they signed a curse in the offseason. I was kind of penciled in as the number four guy. Uh, remember that guy at training camp? I was thinking about this later that I was actually screaming for him to come over to sign something for him, like his autograph. And Jermaine! You know, Jermaine! Yeah, well, like, we, we looked at each other and go, what? You know, we're like, out of all the guys out there, that's the guy you want to come over? So maybe he knew him. He was a family friend, something like that. <laughs> but um, my question is, uh, with curse, you know, obviously he's going to be out for a while. Um who would you like to be the next man up? Is there somebody you're kind of penciling in, you know, for him? You know, who would you like to see kind of take his place? Oh, it's a tough one, Grifka. Like I said, uh, I was a big curse fan when he came in. Uh, feel bad about his injury. Um, but, I mean, I think it opens opportunities for a couple people. Like, uh, you know, I'm just trying to think out loud. Like, you know, we have quite a few receivers on the roster, I know there's some people, <clears throat> Frank Ribble, who uh, love Lacey. They think he's going to be the guy, you know, because of what he brings on special teams and he's yoked out of his mind and he, uh, you know, is just kind of a gritty football player. I mean, I could see him having a role on the team, but when it comes to filling that four or five receiver role, I mean, I, I think it might go to Brandon Powell. Oh, wait, hold on. Brandon Powell. 
Um, I, I, I feel like uh, Powell, he ended the season good last year. He was a guy that, you know, has some run and catch ability, you know, decent college career, and uh, they kept him around. So I think they're going to lean towards somebody that not only has done at least something, but has been around this team a little bit longer than, you know, the rookie Travis Fulgham, who I really like. So I'd say maybe a guy like that slides into that role when it comes to kind of receiving and doing a couple other things because Powell can kick return and, and bring some other things to the table. But I think that it might actually open up a couple slots because I could see this team keeping, you know, uh, five or six receivers, you know, just based on how these guys all shake out, what they can bring on uh, all types of different levels of the team. So, you know, Powell and Fulgham would kind of be my guys that I think need to step up and probably have a better opportunity now with Curse. Unfortunately, like I said, I know we brought it up and again, f- shout out to him as a bad injury and uh, hope he's uh, uh, recovers well. So that's, that's my, uh, my thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, I like your take on Powell. I hate to agree with you on that. You you know that. But uh, I like his speed and space. I think he can do a lot. I think he's pretty shifty. And, um, you know, just even at the end of last year, the few things that he did show, you know, Lions fans, I think he can, you know, really, really help his team. But, Frank, I'm also with you, man. I mean, Chris Lacey, um, he's another guy. He's guy's got experience. He's been around the block. for You know, he, he knows how to be a pro. Um, I don't think it would take him that long to get up to speed with the offense and do what needs to be done. Plus, like Derek mentioned, he also plays special teams. So, I mean, I think those are the two guys that are really that would uh, be really competing for the spot. You know, once again, you know, sorry, curse. You know, I think that really, really hurt our wide receiver depth right there. I mean, that's you know, you run those four wide that they're playing, and that's you know, really four formidable guys that the defenses would have to pay attention to. So. uh I mean, I, I think there's a drop-off with either Powell or Lacey in there as opposed to Curse. But um, if I had to choose one right now, uh, Frank, I'm on your side, man. I'm going to be looking at uh, Lacey as well, unless uh, Powell starts to show a little more here in the preseason. But uh, right now, I think Matt Pat and um, the offense is going to go with a guy who's got more experience than Lacey. So that, that, that's who the guy I'd be thinking right now. Now, Grifka, hold on. I got a couple comebacks. So first of all um, – are you kissing up to Frank because of how Conrad uh, called you out and called out all your bull crap or uh, are you, is there something else going on there? Cause I think you're trying to get on the couple of the fans, good sides after Conrad uh, took it to you. No, nah, man, it's okay. I just uh, kind of feel that way. And once again, I know uh, Frank knows where to find me. You can hit me up on Twitter at, uh, at Grifka DKC, which he's done in the past. So cheap, I'm- cheap plug. <laughs> hey man, he knows where to find me. It's, it's cool. Hey, he's more than welcome to call on the line too and drop you know or text us at nine eight nine two seven two three four eight four. He can do that as well. And you know, Frank knows how to find us. But uh, no, I mean he, he does. And yeah, that now Frank have I debated on Twitter before, so I'm not trying to get on his good side. I just I appreciate his point sure. of view. Is all I'm saying. All right, here here's another quick thing. So last show you gave me the okay to do. Uh, uh, a tribute, really, uh, out of respect to Jermaine Curse, David Caruso. Do I have respect to do it one more time? Out of respect. Is it the same pun as last time, or did you get a new one this time? I don't know. We'll go with the same one again. Why not? We talked about him. Okay, go ahead, Jermaine, Jermaine Curse. How you feel about him? Well, Griff, based on that injury, I guess you could say Jermaine is cursed. Bow, 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 bow. 
Mount Germain, that is out of respect and out of like absolute man, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast respects you and hopes that you recover well. So when you get a Caruso, that's actually like a really good thing, you know. We just want the people to know that. So um, that that injury was cursed and was tough. So and I just want to let you know that pun did not age better with hours that we put in between that. So I just want to let you know. <laughs> oh, come on. That was a good, all right, I work on my Caruso. So I guarantee people thought that was good. I was a little slow on the button uh, with the music. Like I'm doing about 10 million things here, but uh, come on. That is cursed is good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I said it, it ages about as well as uh, apple cider vinegar there. So, uh, okay. Nobody, nobody knows what that means. So. <laughs> How water, how wine turns to vinegar. I mean, after time. I mean, jeez, man. Why would you crack a book once in a while? Gosh, man. Oh man, my this goodness. Is a, this is all like common knowledge stuff I spit out, and you're like totally blindsided by all of this. Like, were you like homeschooled by trolls or a wolves or something? I mean, what? Oh, Grifko, we've had quite a bit of pushback on your Washingtons in the South, your your comments on Mason Dixon line, calling yeah, from, out people for mobile homes, talking about pilgrims. I mean, we get lots of comments on the show. I just don't forward them all to you. Yeah, that's okay. That's, like I said, I'm not going to dumb down because we have a very smart audience. Okay. Set it before, say it again. All right. What, what else is going on with the Lions now that we had a little fun? Well, I guess my biggest thing is like once again, uh, I know I I know I had it last week, but my kids were over. Okay, there's my soapbox right there. I don't get this. I'm you know like you said, it's a preseason game. I'm standing on my soapbox now, and I realize that you know it's a lot of backups and stuff. But why are fans booing? You know, I mean it's a preseason game. Okay, first of all, we're Lions fans. Okay, we're not trying to be Eagles fans. You know that boo like the color of the grass. Or if there's like, you know, slightly raining and, you know, we're not shaking our fist at a, at a full moon or something like that, you know. I mean, it's okay. I mean, we're educated fans. Yeah, we know it wasn't the greatest thing. It's a preseason game, okay. Fans booing over that. Come on. You know I mean? Just, you know, let's, let's put this in perspective here, okay. If this is happening, they're getting their tail kicked, you know, week one, you know, to Kyler Murray in Arizona. Fine. I understand that, okay. But still, you're playing. You're playing your backups. You're going as ultra vanilla as possible. You don't want to get people hurt, even though people got hurt. Don't boo, okay? That's a, come on. Once again, we're not Eagles fans. We're not like Eagles fans are so educated. No, they're not. They're morons. We're not morons, okay? Stop shaking your fist at the sun. Stop, you know, telling you know, you know, Bears fan to get off your lawn. We're not that, okay? We're educated fans. Take it for what's worth. It's a grain of salt. None of our major players got hurt. So just calm down. Do you have anything to say about that, Derek? <laughs> oh, my goodness, Grifka. I'm only going to give you one bell for those 18 OKs that you use because I don't want to, like, just totally disturb all my neighbors. But here you go. Uh, the Grifka OK is a classic bit on the show. But Grifka, the other thing that's so funny is that you bring this up, like that you're this, you're this fan that is just Mr. Mr. Rational, Mr. Calm, Cool, and Collected. Again, I think we brought it up previously that you're the first guy when it's it's one minute and 20 seconds into the game and one bad flag comes out or the Lions make some mishap. What do you think pops on my phone? You complaining. You saying the game is over. You saying this team's not good enough. Like, you're, you're boo guy. You're, you're boo over nothing guy. And now I'm, you're yelling not, at I'm that guy? I'm not boo preseason game guy. I'm not boo preseason game guy, okay? I mean, 
I, I'm not that guy. Okay, you're right. When bad stuff, it's like, come on, you're better than this guy. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that. But I'm not boo at the preseason. That's what my soapbox tire, tirade was about. Okay, let's not get it. You know, you know, if they're getting their tail kicked, you know, you know, at home against, you know, the, the, the Packers and they're playing bad, fine, boo. Go ahead. It's a regular season game. I, I get that. Don't boo in a meaningless preseason game as the team's walking off the field at halftime, okay? Give me a break, okay? I'm not that guy. Oh, I got to do another bell for the other 18 OKs right there. <laughs> Grifka, like, out of respect for my man Conrad from Huntsville, I'll drop this. Roll Tide, baby. I think he, he would call you in this circumstance. A waffle maker because this is you like picking and choosing when it's okay to be critical when it's not okay now you're the guy that doesn't boo in preseason but you complain for 30 minutes about uh about the lions after you call them 12 and four like this this doesn't make sense to me at all i'm the guy that tells people take it easy no big deal team will be fine you're the guy on the show that freaks out about everything don't don't you know that yeah, but I'm not booing at a preseason game. That's my point. <laughs> okay, congratulations. Now, uh, when I don't answer you in week one and when something goes bad, it's because I blocked you from my phone because I can't take it anymore. That's fine. I can live with that. But that's okay. You can still find me on Twitter at GrifkaDKC, just like you know. Cheap, cheap plug. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's okay. If it's cheap, it's me. <laughs> you said it, not me. Okay, yep. what else we got? Um, well, let's do this. I just want to touch base about the game, but uh, how about we uh, we take a break here and hear from our sponsors really quick? You cool with that? Yeah, let's do it. But before we go to the break, like I really want everybody to check out this Reality Sports Online. They've been a great sponsor on the show. Um, it's the best fantasy platform out there, in my opinion. Uh, you know, you can do a small league, you can do a big league. It doesn't take any more time. It's super fun. You can use uh, promo code Kool-Aid, all one word, lowercase, get um, a savings discount when you visit their site. It's basically fantasy football with contracts. They're easy to manage. It's basically fantasy football with a with the actual NFL budget. And uh, like I say, it's easy. It's fun. You got to check it out. So check them out and please listen to our sponsors. It really helps our show when you uh, listen through those ads, as well as uh, go visit the Spotify's, go check out anchor podcasts, go um, visit reality sports online.com. I mean, can't speak enough for our sponsors. We wouldn't be here without them. So Grifco, we'll go to them now. We'll be right back. What's going on Detroit Kool-Aid listeners by now, most of you have probably heard of reality sports online the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality and much much more think it sounds complicated it's not the best thing about reality sports online fantasy front office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league it just requires more strategy think you're among the fantasy elite well this is the platform to test your metal still not sure you can test out your general manager skills for free 
in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code KOOLAID, one word lowercase, promo code KOOLAID, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Everybody, we're back in the house. Griffin is going to tee us up for preseason week number two. The Lions down in Houston going against the Texans. What do you What do you got at Griffin DKC? Hey, thanks Keep for the plug. Up. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I guess my question is: I mean, none of the uh, you know none of the starters played you know in week one. I mean, the offensive line played, but they played just for a couple series before they got pulled. And I'm interested to see you know what'll happen, you know, in game two. Um, how long do you think Matt Pat's going to play the starters? I'm assuming he's got to play them at some point before game three, you know, where that's like your dress rehearsal. I mean, are we thinking maybe just a couple series, maybe a quarter? I mean, how long would you like to see like Matt Stafford and the first team out there for? Uh, that's a good question, Grifka. I mean, I, I've really been thinking about, I think the new age NFL is just, you know, don't play your guys. It's really, there's, there's absolutely no point. I mean, these guys play enough football, you know, basically a lot of football is just done in the classroom anyway. So, you know, why are you sending these guys out there for hits and for this and for that? So, you know, even if we don't like it as fans, that's a new way of doing it. So I think on Saturday night, you'd be lucky to get the starters come out on the field. You know, maybe they, they have a drive. If they move right down the football field, score a touchdown, hopefully like a good throw by Stafford or maybe, uh, you know, a big or a short run from carry on and just get off the field because if they, if they look great and they score, that's going to be it. You know, if they, if they don't, you know, I could see a, a series or two um, after that, but uh, I don't think you're going to see much. I mean, these coaches don't seem interested really at all of putting their guys at risk. It's just such a big and violent game now that anything can happen and why risk it. But I, if you're talking to me, like if I'm the coach, I'm much more a proponent of, you know, every rep's valuable and Hey, you know, you can go out there and uh, get hurt on anything. You could walk across the street and fall over. You could um, do something at your home. You could uh, be in practice and slip wrong and, and twist up your knee to me. You know, lots of things can happen. So people thinking that they're just going to always put people in bubble wrap, and this is my big argument, Griff. Could tell me if you agree with this. Like I always told people, what's the difference if you if you rip your knee off in preseason game two or week one or week four? It's still not good. I mean, I don't really care. People say, well, at least then it happened in a regular season game. Okay, you still got hurt, right? And you still got hurt early in the season. To me, if you get hurt in preseason game one or two or week one, it doesn't makes no difference to me. It's it's the same thing. Uh, I guess the only positive would be if you ripped your knee up in preseason game one or two is that you'd have a little more time to find a you know a replacement and you know get them some reps before the regular season that's the only thing i could say i'm not i don't even think that's like you know really you know a great like hey that's the positive i mean that would be really the only positive i i could see coming of that but you know you're right if a guy's out there and he tears it up you know on uh you know, running a running a play on you know in the first quarter of you know preseason game two or first quarter of the first game. I mean, it's still a major injury that's going to keep a guy out for a while. And just like I said, the only positive is like somebody else can take some more reps in the preseason, get some more work. So, um, but along those lines, yeah, every offense has 
its bread and butter plays. Uh, so if you know to pony, you know to pretty much you know piggyback on your idea, if, if the Lions run those plays, they go down and score. I think even a three. Um, you know, three points, they're not going to play, you know, more than that one series. But if it's a quick three and out where, you know, guys are, you know, the route was run wrong or a block was missed here or there or something, it just looked really choppy and really bad. They may be out there for like, you know, two series. I can't see one of those things where if the defense is out there and Houston, you know, is kind of marching down the field and, and they have the ball for an extended period amount of time where, you know, the Lions don't get their third possession until until the beginning of the second quarter. I can't see Stafford and the first team going out there for that. So one, maybe two drives, depending on how that first drive looks. Um, as for the defense, um, kind of thinking the same thing. Um, I, I don't think of those guys with any nicks and dings. Those guys aren't going to play at all. Um, but they're going to be out there probably. I would have to say the starters may be out there for probably – Maybe, maybe almost the whole first quarter, you know, and then uh, maybe not into the second. But uh, I think they they start to, they really need to start to uh, you know get their feet wet, get those hits before game three, where they obviously play into uh, into the third quarter. But uh, um, starting offense, maybe a drive or two. Defense, probably the first quarter is what I, what I would like to see. So pretty much what I said. Um. Yeah. Kind of, but you, uh, <laughs> you were more along the lines of you just don't want nobody to get hurt and you want everybody to look good. So, okay. Um, no, Grifka, I said that's what the NFL is doing. If I had my druthers, I'd like to see them play like a quarter in the first game, a half, three quarters, and then, yeah, maybe nothing in the fourth game. But that's not what the NFL does anymore. So, like, your well, 1980s football that you love, that's not what they do anymore. I was trying to I mean, educate you on that. Well, I, I realize you're a Lions fan, so that's what you would like to see out of the Lions. But, you know, if you were a Browns fan, you would like to see Baker Mayfield the whole game because he's so energetic and, you know, you really like him. So, you know, you wish he was the Lions quarterback. So uh, that's what now, I take from all that. And I know you're going to try to move on quickly, Grifka, but you brought up a person that is going to be a staple on this show, even though he's not a Lions player. And that's Baker Mayfield. And uh, since you brought him up and because you brought him on on other shows and took a couple cheap shots, I now have this gem on the soundboard that we'll be using, uh, I don't know, maybe from now until he goes into Canton. And it goes a little something like this. I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there. Baker. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to let you know. He sucks, okay? Yeah, there you go. Mark it down. Mark it down, everybody. There's the Grifka quote. Can never take that back. This is what I love about the show, Grifka, because for years, you got away with all this garbage where you'd call me up and tell me this guy was no good, tell me you knew this, that, and the other. Now it's all on record. So when Baker Mayfield's making Pro Bowls, when he's taking his team deep to the playoffs, when he's wearing a gold jacket, are you going to just love it that I can always just, I don't know, play this? I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there. Baker. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to let you know. He sucks. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Mark it down. Mark it down, everybody. So uh, what, what do you think about that, Jim? Now you can't get away with all the stupid crap you say. What I like about it is for all the times that you say you go out on a limb on like, oh, this guy's going on a limb. I actually went out on a limb on one of the most favored guys in the NFL. So I'm going against Here. the grain on everything. This guy's going to get calls because like, oh, gosh, they love him. Oh, gosh, he's great. But when he really sucks, I'll, you know, like, you know, Vince Young style, you know, fine. Good. Yeah, then you can keep playing that. And the only time the only time he's going to get into Canton is if he's going to go tour it. He's only going to wear a gold jacket. If he like buys one at men's warehouse, 
And the only thing I really see him entering and can is like can't miss he goes to Ikea to buy some furniture. Okay? And then he has and then he has to put it together himself. Okay? You know, that's okay. He won't be able to read those directions either because he doesn't know how to read a defense. Okay, so yeah, Baker sucks. Okay. All right, well, real quick, we're gonna get back to Lions talk, but I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you brought all that up too. And uh, the, the my favorite part again, I, I love bringing this up on twice on already on this show. That's classic Grifco waffle make a garbage right there because you know what he did, people. He he took a big take, which which again he thinks he believes, but then he sort of backed it up with, all right, see Oakry, what I did is I went against the grain for once, so he covers himself on both sides. Then he like. Gives the player credit. Oh, he's a he's a really hyped player. He kind of covers himself on all bases and then takes a couple more pot shots. This is what Grifka does. If you haven't caught on, he kind of covers his his backside on both sides so that he can always say, oh. "Well, I was I was just wait, wait, taking a wait, I was wait, taking wait, a wait, risk wait, wait. on him." I, you know? I always think he'll suck no matter what. I don't care if he's like I don't care when he's up there getting introduced by you know you know old man ODB and his one catch and introducing him to the Hall of Fame. I'll still think he sucks. Okay, that's where I was to it, you know. I mean, you want to talk about guys in the Hall of Fame? What's that? The difference is you'll be wrong, and then you'll have an excuse yeah, saying, but, but Oakry, I tried to go against everybody else. I mean, everybody knew he was good. That's that's how you cover yourself. No, not everybody thinks he's good. I think he gets a lot of hype. There, there's a difference. He's Johnny Manziel hype. He's no, some, he's no substance. He's all sizzle, no steak. No, big <laughs> deal. That's what he is. Okay. Oh man, I love it. Okay, That's we got we got all this on audio as well as the great drop that will be forever yeah, uh, on like the Johnny podcast. Man- you probably like Johnny Manziel as well because he would like rub his fingers together, like give me the money. Yeah, that's all you were because you suck too, Johnny Manziel. Okay, and I knew that crap a long time ago too. Same with Baker. Baker sucks too. Okay, so there we go. And anybody cool. that knows football knows they're totally different people. But let's let's get back to the Lions. Well, of course they're totally me. different people. They're not they're not clones. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, gosh, it's not close. <laughs> Superman. Yeah, they're totally different people. Duh. Good point there, yeah. Derek. Mr. Yo, Captain Obvious. Good job. Okay. Griffka, you know when they say that? The Can we get back to talk about the Lions and not your second favorite team, your real favorite team, the Cleveland Browns, that has your, you know, you know, one man catch wide receiver and some, you know, overhyped quarterback and can, can we get back can we get can we get back to our, our, our loved Lions or you know, we just want to continue to talk about your favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, go ahead. I just was telling the people that we've got stuff in per- perpetuity now that you cannot uh, be the waffle maker that you've claimed to be and, and flip flop and fly. Uh, and, and hey, wow, you had a good take. You had an aggressive take for once. Good job. You, you Too bad it's going to backfire on your waffling. ass. You won't have to worry about me waffling. Like, yeah, maybe he is good. No, he'll always be like, my, my, my intake will be like, he still sucks. Okay. He still sucks. Okay. okay. On to the next question. I will. All right. That's awesome. I can't wait. That's gonna be that's gonna be your downfall right there, Griff, because that take right there, that's the worst. Anyway, let's let's go back. Yeah, well what says, else we gotta talk says, about today? It says you. Okay. So uh um my next question to you is um after um after we saw some of the backups, you know, not have that great of games, is there somebody that you think believe that needs to really start kind of showing something that you thought made me make a little bit of more of an impact on the team that didn't have a great first game that you would like to see, you know, maybe kind of take a couple steps forward in this game against Houston. 
Um, hold on. Be- before I get to that, one more last quick shout out about our previous topic to Arthur on Twitter, who told me that he can't uh, hear the name Baker Mayfield normal now. All he hears in his ears when he sees or sees the guy's name on TV is Baker Mayfield. Okay, that that was the last one. But um, Grifka, like, like I I'm not going back to this game one. Like, you know, when you talk about uh, guys that need to step up, yeah, I've got some names for you, but. I take basically zero away from preseason game one. Now game two, I'm going to have some takes on not only because people will play more, but it's closer to the season and I expect to see a little bit more, but you know, nobody needs to step up from preseason game one. Now people that could step up in general are, uh, you know, who is going to actually be that number two corner. I mean, I was listening recently and people talking about the Arizona Cardinals are going to run four ride receivers and a tight end basically all day. I mean, I feel like we got two corners. I don't know if we got those other two that are ready to rock and roll to cover lots of good wideouts for the Arizona Cardinals week one. So I'd like to see that step up. And, and, and again, you know, I don't even know who it's going to be because my boy AO has not stepped up yet. And, and Melvin's really not that great. So, um, you know, we've got some work to do there. Um, as far as other spots that could step up, I mean, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll throw it on your boy. I mean, I think now that Theo's gone, you know, instead of Ty Johnson being where I'd slot him, which is like a third, fourth, even fifth type running back that has some speed, he's going to have to make an impact on this football team. So, okay, you had a nice little eight-yard run to start the football game. Like, you know, be curious to see what else he does if he gets more, uh, pun intended, run in this game because we're going to need him. We're also going to need some of these uh, depth receivers to add a little something. Now, do they have to be incredible? No, but, you know, what what is uh, Powell, Fulgham going to bring, you know? I don't know, but they've got to bring something. So those are some names I throw out. And again, we haven't even seen this defense. Like if anybody can hang their head on anything, I mean, it's, it's our starters on defense. So when you're talking about backups, that need to step up. Like we stay healthy. We're going to be rolling out these, these beasts in the defensive line and have skilled players that, you know, I don't know that you're going to see a ton from some of these uh, second, third type guys. So, you know, those are a couple names, but uh, just, just wait till we get September, man. We'll be ready to roll. Yeah, um, I think really the only name I, I'm more worried about right now uh, is is who's going to be the backup quarterback. I mean, Josh Johns, I'd like to see him. I know you kind of you, you put your spin on him last week. Oh, you know he's got you know he, he can run a little bit. You know he's journeyman. Um, you know we uh, he it, won't, it shouldn't take him too long to pick up the offense. He knows how to be a pro. I, I I'd like to see him play um, just to see exactly. You know, if he can be the guy in case, you know, uh, you know, Matt Stafford does go down, if he can put productive drives together, because uh, I think me and you are both in agreement that David fails. He's 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 not that great, you know. So, uh, you know, besides, you know, the the best he looked is when he was running across the practice field to go sign autographs. So uh, he uh, he didn't look great in that first game. So that would be the guy I'm, I'm really interested to see. Because it might be one of those things where if, if he doesn't look good, the Lions might have to go back out, try a few more guys, you know, bringing somebody else. So uh, Josh Johnson's the guy. I just I want to see him get a number of reps, you know, pick up the offense relatively quickly, and you know, put some drives together, even with like the second and third teamers. Um, another one, another uh, group is 
the backup offensive line who's going to step up. Obviously, like we said, all those guys aren't going to make the team, but I'd like to see Crosby have a better game than what he had against the Patriots. Um, and if he's not going to be your swing guy, I know they always what what uh, Don, um, Andrew Donald. He was around. He he might be your guy. So um, looking kind of like at, at those guys right now, just in case if one of the tackles goes down, who, who's going to be the swing tackle right now? Th- those would be the guys I'd I'd be thinking about right now. Now, now, Griffo, before you move on, did did you really just like this is the Friday show, so we got to do this uh, gimmick for the people, but it's it's honest here. Did you really? I mean, is that a real answer that you just gave? Yeah. <laughs> you went uh, you went on and on about the backup quarterback and backup O lineman. That's your that's your biggest uh, people that need to step up. Like, how's how's the backup QB going to step up if if the front guy doesn't get hurt? Like. He's going to hold a clipboard all year. You're worried about that? And then the backup left guard or center? I mean, I think we've yeah, got some other I mean, concerns other than those guys. I, I'm going to be worried. Um, yeah, I'd like to see our depth, considering that was one thing. There's like a lot of people talking about how good our depth is. We have more depth than what we've had in past years. You've said that on the back line. You've, one thing we were talking about was like you thought this was one of the most, you know, one of the most, you know, teams that had depth that you can remember as, you know, as a Lions fan. So, yeah, I'm kind of wondering who's going to be on this team to say like, yeah, if X person goes down, we got this guy in waiting as before. It's just like, oh, gosh, I hope nobody gets hurt because all of our starters are good or decent and everybody else behind them sucks. Okay. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can say that, but yeah, I'm interested in that. So for somebody who likes, to, <laughs> likes to put teams together as a, as a fake general manager in fantasy football, I'm surprised you're not more worried about that considering your starters aren't going to play that long anyway. So, okay. Oh, okay. Good. I can live with that. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, I guess maybe I misinterpreted your question about people that need to step up just this week or in general, because I mean, okay, maybe you would see a flash from a backup QB now, but if you're going into the season going, man, I really hope our backup QB is good. I mean, that just seems like a backwards way of thinking because the guy isn't going to play unless your stud is hurt. I don't know that I'm worried about the backup center until, you know, if we had a major injury, which is just, yeah, you got to have depth, but I mean, why worry about that when you got no number two corner and you're looking for an, another linebacker that's going to play every snap or majority of snaps. Isn't that more concerning in general? Did you want me to give you the exact same answer that you gave? Because every time I do that, I'll be like, Griff, didn't you just give me my answer? So yeah, I went a little more depth and talked about other positions. So um, I guess oh, okay. if you want me to rewind my answer, yes, I'm more, really worried about the number two cornerback because, um, you know, uh, you know, AO doesn't look that good and we don't know who's going to quite be over there. So I, I'm kind of worried about that. And plus, you know, maybe like who's going to be like the second or third running back, you know, my boy Ty Johnson, I'd like to see a little more out of him, you know. And, like, so hold on, we fast forward that answer and then I get to say this. So basically what I just said. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Break that's people, people love it when we do that. <laughs> anyway, like you say, uh, preseason game two, I agree with you. Some of those backups may be important, but not come regular season. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But we, like Jalen Reeves, Mabin's another guy I would throw out. He's been getting a lot of pub. And uh, he was a guy I like coming out of college. So it's good to kind of hear some good things about him. And I, I figured he was just off the team, but now he may be that 
that run hit coverage type linebacker that, yeah, he's not going to start, but they can play him in packages and he could be good. So he's another name I'd throw out there. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I just, I just have one more question for you. I mean, I know you said you went to the game and you, you had some really good seats and, um, while you were there, was there anybody that, you know, even late in the game, I, I'm not quite for sure, you know, when you left, you never really told me that or how much you really, really watched. Was there anybody on the field that kind of surprised you a little more than, you know, what you expected out of them? You're like, hey, this player's maybe a little better in this first game than what I thought. <laughs> hey, that's a no. <laughs> That, that's that's what Ford Field was, and that's what my brain was doing, trying to watch that game, sitting 10 rows off the field with the greatest of all time, uh, drinking Gatorade over there. A bunch of crickets. I mean, again, Griff, I love football. I love backups. I love roster building. I love the draft. I love everything. That was just kind of an unwatchable football game on so many levels and a game that, yeah, it was unwatchable and was bad, but I did not walk away from that game going, oh boy, here we go. This is going to be a rough season. Like it was just, it was just NFL preseason week one to me. That's all it was. So uh, crickets on my answer there. Uh, not really. And uh, like I say, I think we'll have a really good, some really good takes week two and three, but uh, I mean, it all matters what happens when they kick it off. So I, I don't really want to highlight anybody, to be honest. We've kind of hit on a few things before, but I mean, week two, that's kind of what we're talking about, about the Texans. So I think that, you know, in this game, a couple people that I highlighted for both fantasy purposes or just on the team in general is, yeah, man, if Hawk, Galladay, and Carrion get some run out there, I'd love to see some splash plays from those guys. I know Hawk, one of the times we were right there, he ran a big seam route right up the middle, got past this guy, but didn't get the football. So that's the kind of route we like to see run and caught, you know, in a game like this, a couple glimpses here or there to uh, kind of justify what we think we have. But uh, like I say, the other side of the coin is if you don't show it, people might sleep on some of these players. They might think, ah, oh, Kenny Gall is okay. And then maybe he just comes and has an absolute beast of a season. Uh, you know, that's another way to approach it. So I think in, in week two, you'd be looking for those type of offensive players. And, and on defense, like, I know we probably won't, but I'm just so curious to see Trey Flowers in the uniform. You know, I, I want to just see him in the Lions jersey. I want to see him come off the ball on a couple plays or hold the edge or whatever and just say, okay, yep, that's the guy that I thought we had. So, I mean, those are just some names for uh, the Houston game that I'm kind of looking forward to just seeing on the field, in the jersey, in this offense and defense, and uh, getting ready to roll for uh, real football in uh, September there against the, that little midget down in Arizona. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, I guess I really didn't prepare anybody for that answer, simply because I was wondering if you had seen any surprises that game one. So, uh, but I did. I, one thing I really like to take on uh, on Trey Flowers, I would um I would like to see him, you know, at least get a couple snaps, in uh, in that game, you know, just to like start getting some, you know, hits against him as opposed to you know waiting for a game three. It seems like those. It wow. Seems like when, it seems like when that happens, where uh, guys don't play a whole lot in the preseason, or like you know, held out of the games for nicks and dings, that you know, when the season does roll around, it just seems like they get injured a little quicker, and that's uh, not what I want to see. So, um, that's all I got. Wow. Right there. I'm glad you appreciated my take like that. And uh, once again, uh, you know, I, I know uh, Conrad. I know you're listening, buddy. So uh, don't take you know anything personal. You know, I, I really hope that. Roll the tie, world don't baby. Fall off the tree. 
I really hope your wheels don't fall off the trailer and, uh, you know, that you're able to call back into that awesome call line at 989-272-3484. So, uh, roll once tide, again, baby. <laughs> that's right, man. Roll Tide. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he's looking forward to, uh, you know, their first game against, you know, Sisters of the Deep South, you know, and, and that football game where, you know, so. Roll Tide, baby. <laughs> now we can, uh-huh. we can listen. We listen to how great Alabama is when they're beating up on, you know, <clears throat> Southwest Texas, Northeast Oklahoma State, you know, so before they get into now, the very tough, overrated SEC schedule. Now, we aren't going to talk about it now. We won't talk about it much on the Kool-Aid cast, but again, me and Grifka are big Michigan fans, and uh, I know I think I can speak for Grifka that I don't even still know how I sort of fell into it, but my whole life as a fan, I've never had a chance and even really thought about going to the game the Michigan Wolverines against that team from down South. But sure enough, your boy Oakry, I came through with two tickets and who's the first guy I turned to good old Grifsky and ask him if he wanted to go down to uh, Ann Arbor for that football game. So me and Grifka will be in the house for the game. The only game that really matters in college football, super pumped about that. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that before it goes down there and, uh, in November, but uh, really excited for that. College football really right around the corner, only a couple weeks, and then the NFL right after that. So can't wait, man. Yeah, just to piggyback on the game, I'm so glad a, a whole university that prides themselves on being like a university, like we're smart. They're trying to trademark a word, you know, the. Oh, okay, guys, <laughs> congratulations. You're trademarking like the pretty much what the first word of every sentence in the English language. Congratulations, guys. You guys are really smart. Yeah, okay, V. Yeah, okay, V. <laughs> I'm trademarking the word is, okay? Can we do that? Uh, Grifka, anytime I hear anything about that team down south, I mean, it just, this is all I hear in my head. Well, Lottie frickin' God! Oh, you guys are going to trademark the word the. Well, Lottie frickin' God! No one cares. Get out of here. Can't wait to beat the, beat your tail when me and Grifka are sitting there live in person um, with everything on the line this November. It's going to be great. Wait, wait, wait. I want to I want to trademark a, con, a, a conjunction, actually. So I'm actually going to trademark the word and, okay? I'm going to force everybody to use commas, okay? You guys, I mean, and. And is going to be my word, okay? And. Drink it in, Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad to... Uh, I'm glad we we brought that up because that that is ridiculous. But uh, like I say, Grifka, you better bring the heavy lumber for that football game as well as our road trip to Green Bay, or I'm gonna I'm gonna have issues with you. So this will be the it's our dream football season right here, buddy. Me and you, we just only go to one Lions game a year. This year we're 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 making the trek to a couple Lions games, Turkey Day, road trip to Tur- uh, Green Bay, and then the game to end the season. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you owe me big, buddy. Yeah, I'm almost wanting to like go road trip to Green Bay just for, or not Green Bay to Cleveland for any game, just so the whole game I can sit there and scream, "Baker sucks, Baker sucks!" And I know I went, "Oh, he's the greatest quarterback we've had since Bernie Kosar." Shut up, he sucks. <laughs> I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there, Baker. Yeah, yeah, I just want to let you. Know. He sucks. Okay, yeah, there you go. Mark it down. All right, Grifka, you got anything else, Lions? Because I, I, I don't want to go off on you again for that horrible take. Uh, nope. 
everybody, thank you so much. Um, we are looking forward to preseason game two about as much as we can. Hopefully we see some good glimpses for our Lions. If not, don't get worried. Um, they're going to be ready to rock and roll in uh, Arizona and coming home to play the Chargers early in the season. So looking forward to this football season a ton, and you'll be talking about it all about it right here all season long, all off season long right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Back to back, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.